everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a dog for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I'll bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani with the master sleuth himself, David Cohen. Yes, we have a very interesting show today. Yes, it is. Uh, Let's start off first. That was a little bit of, uh, of course, from The Wizard of Oz. What does The Wizard of Oz, Pirates, and Sherlock Holmes all have in common? Well, what they have in common is... Everything old is new again. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's a strange show because we, we, we have a... We have a pitch for a new show that's coming on, uh, and uh, a way to for us to uh, determine whether the show will be successful using all of the characters you just mentioned. Exactly, and here's the thing: Jack Pumpkinhead had gotten word when we had our show a long time ago when we were hijacked. If you remember the pirate show by, by Captain Balzac. Captain Balzac, yeah. And so what happened was we had suggested maybe the two of them get together they're kind of like the, they're losers at this point you know they would really would yeah, not I wouldn't say that to no. them well they're not in the studio no, yet yes, but yet. between you and I yeah, yes. they're, they're kind of you know trying to make their way and they're just not it's not clicking for them but maybe right. if they combine forces or lack of forces <laughs> yes it'll the synergy maybe will something, come something it, right. it can start flowing downhill a little bit you know for them so uh, we did introduce them they've gotten together and now they're knocking on our door with a pitch for a brand new show and the show they're saying is is similar to or will be the new American Pickers. You've seen the show on, yes. uh, on History Channel? where they find, uh, two guys try to find hidden treasures in people's like junk piles, right? right? Antique archaeology, I think he calls it. And right. That's the, their hook, you know? And yeah, so, the, so that show's been on forever now. It's very successful. And those characters ignore every single request that Everything Old is New Again has made to have... The two gentlemen that are on, or even one of them from America Pickers, right. come on. And they're from Iowa, and we're in Iowa all over the place, and a lot of states. So they're, so here's our little payback to them. Yeah. We're going to We're going to entertain this. We're going to entertain this pitch that you'll hear in a minute. Uh, and and I, I guess our, they don't know this yet, but our critique of this pitch is going to be, you know, how do we authenticate the treasure that they find, right? right. We've got to know it's real somehow. Exactly. And so, we have a way of doing that. Correct. So that's another section of it. So let's try, let's introduce them now, or bring them into the studio. Let them tell us what their take is on this pitch, uh, and then we'll tell them what, okay. you know, we'll right, do, let me, do a little let me twist. Guys. Guys, All right. Come on in, guys. Come on in. Come on in. Jack, Captain, right. welcome. Welcome aboard. Um, Harris. Yeah, thank you, Dougie. Oh, you're back to the accent. It's nice to, it's nice to see that, Captain. Yeah, well, I've got to stay in character, you know. All right, and you picked up your buddy, Jack Pumpkinhead. We introduced you to him. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Jack's right here. I remember Jack is, that's why we started the show with the Wizard of Oz theme. He's from, I'm from Wizard of Oz. start with this, please. I'm a... Walking miracle from the Wizard of Oz. Don't you understand? Yes. My head is talking. You, you, you are a walking miracle. We've been through that, and I know, Pumpkinhead, you want to... You know, get some fame, notoriety, because notoriety, because you're sort of buried there. I got, I got, I got out of this house. 
Everybody's right. out of the eyes. Dorothy's gone. Even Toto's out of eyes at this point. Okay, so what have you and Captain Balzac come up it with? It sounds like Jack's riled up. I mean, he's really... I mean, when you come into a pitch session, Jack, you got to like tune it down a little bit. Like, I, know hey, you I was trying to give him a back rub before, but he have none of it. Oh, you the hands off of me. I stuck his hands like that. Do your pitch. Do your pitch, man. Just go. I got the cold hook of the hand. Get it off of me. I don't know All right, come on. Let's hear it. This antique uh, pickers, these guys, these, these these two American pickers, they came up with an idea, but they didn't do it the right way. We have it the right way. We have a legitimate modern pirate that goes and finds treasures out of the real world. Nobody does it like I do, Dougie. Remember, I'm talking like this because I am a I am a pumpkin head. I'm the, I'm the hero of the second book of the uh, Wizard of Oz. Remember that, right? I just want you to remember that. If you missed that, go back to the show. You go to everythingoldnewagain.biz and you can listen to the old show where they visit Oz and I was there. All right, pumpkin head. We're trying to pitch the show here. Come on now. Let's Yeah, pumpkin head. I mean, don't, could you please, you're pitching us. I don't know who else you're talking to here. All right, don't worry about it. Here's the idea. We have treasures. We brought, we found four I treasures. found the treasures. Let's be clear on that, please. I give you credit where credit is due. And uh, yes, you did. You found four treasures, this guy. He's on the road. He found treasures. It did unbelievable treasures. He gave them to me. I said, you know what? I am going to authenticate them. And then in fact, I am going to find out what the value of these items are. That's the extra pitch to this. That Americans pick up those guys. They, they, they just sell and buy and sell. We are going to have a nice time where we find these items. They're special items, specialty items. And we are going to authenticate them right before your eyes. That's right. No items in the world will be like this. It'll be one of a kind. It'll be worth true treasure. And then what will happen is this man, Bolzak and Cap- Jack Pumpkinhead, will ride off into the sunset on the high seas with money in our pockets. And fame and fortune, and maybe there'll be a dinghy with a couple of women behind floating. Her, yeah, you got that right. That's what motivates everybody. Everything, yeah, the balloons, wine, women, song. I'll go on unless you right, want guys, to stop. Listen, guys, it sounds interesting, but it sounds kind of derivative of this American pickers. Yeah, going to authenticate. What do you mean? You're going to put value to the items? Is that what you're saying? Or, or is it or is it that you're going to find items that the American pickers would never be able to find because you're a pirate and you've got access to this great wealth around the world? Exactly. We're American pickers on a high seat, you understand? We're on a high seas looking for the treasures. It's hard for me to say high seas. So wouldn't it be international pickers? Uh, well, that's a very... Okay. Uh, we're open. We're open to suggestions. Yeah. Good yeah, job. Sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you, Bo. I think I agree with you. We're we're a team. But, By the way, thank you for introducing us to uh, the two of us. We, oh, of course, right. But how would? But I guess my question is, how do we know that what you know Captain Balzac finds is the real thing? What if it's a? Well, Balzac's a very honest guy. We talk about it. he's a pirate for sure. There's a pirate code. You ever hear of pirate code? Pirates are the, thick as thieves. You ever hear of thick as thieves? You ever hear that? It's easy to be saying, thick as thieves. Yes, I've heard. So I've heard they that. don't lie to each other. There's, there's no lying going on. The forgeries. This is legit business. With all due respect, Pumpkinhead, Captain Balzac has been known to tell a fib or two. So we don't really know oh, I, for sure. I'm not sure. Right, I, Doug? I mean, help me out listen, here. Listen, uh, I, I kind of don't want to. Kind of, we've left that fact out in the introductions, and I didn't. That kind of might be something like. Uh, I don't know, lying to somebody about your age when you're just meeting them for a date or what have you. I, long story short is, yeah, Pumpkinhead, i got to tell you, um, we found that uh, Balzac's not really a pirate, Mr. Balzac. Well, you know, uh, 
That may be true, but I've been able to uncover some real gems. So even though well, I'm not does, a real pirate, you'll be surprised what I've come up with. He does have a love of piracy. That I will I would admit. So uh, let's not let's over. That's a little, a little disturbing to hear something like this nature. But I will at least uh, tell you this: he's not alike to me, and we have found some. Well, he has found some terrific treasures. I'm looking forward to hearing all about that. Uh, listen, I have to tell you one thing. I love the, the idea of it, but I think we need an extra element. David, what do you think? Yeah, I've no, just been able to do something with this phone to the Victorian era, and I think we can really tie the show up yeah, and really if, make it work. If we, listen, if you brought some examples in, and we can legitimately say that these are actual artifacts, I, I think uh, I think you have a show. Yeah. Let's yeah, do, so let's what we're going to do is I, I think we we have uh, Skype that we've now been able to do through the phone. We've we've If you've heard our previous shows, we've been able to communicate with the Victorian era through the iPhone. It's a whole, it's a long story. The bottom line is we can now communicate with Dr. Holmes and, Sherl, uh, and Sherlock Holmes, I should say, and Dr. Watson, and we are going to have those two authenticate the items, solve the mystery of what are these treasures that you two have found and brought to us? Don't you think that would be an extra... I mean, think about the element of television, watching television and seeing on Skype people from the Victorian age authenticating these treasures that Pumpkinhead and Balzac bring to us. Yeah, I have no problem with that because I'm telling you, these things are the real McCoy. All right, so let's let's press the button. Let's get uh, Watson. We only have like a minute left here. Let's get Watson on the line with uh, Sherlock Holmes and, okay, and see uh, if they're on board for this. Here okay. Uh, everything old is new again. Calling for uh, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock, you there? Uh, yes, uh, Doug Viviani, yes. All right, you sound a little different, but I'm I'm happy that uh, that you're here. I'm I'm fascinated by this technology. It's really amazing. It really it is. I'll tell you. Wait a minute. I thought this was a fictional character. This is a legitimate real man. There's a man called Sherlock Holmes for real. Yes, we have him. Pumpkinhead on 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 Skype. You can see it right on the phone. Oh, there very, he is. Very interesting. Oh, so let me ask you a question, Mister Mister Doctor Watson. Can you uh, get on the phone? Because I'm right here. What are you talking about? Because I'm getting on the phone. Oh, you're a legitimate guy too. Yeah, of course I'm legitimate. What do you mean I'm a legitimate person? Are you legitimate? I think Frank Baum made up your investigatory procedures. I am understanding that you are a fictional character yourself from The Wizard of Oz. Well. <laughs> Well, well, uh, <laughs> we'll follow that up on everything old is new again. Thank you very much, David Cohen, for filling in the gaps there. We'll be back right after this to solve the mystery of who are we talking about, why. Everything old is new again, boy, is that loud. Turn that down. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. All right, welcome back to Everything Old is New Again. That's the old Ellery Queen theme from a TV show back in the 70s, and that's kind of where we're at. we got a mystery upon mysteries here. I'm here with David Cohen. Uh, David, we are in the midst of four very interesting characters. Yes, we are. Jack and- Pumpkinhead from Wizard of Oz right. and Captain Balzac have teamed together to, prevent, to present to us they want to do the New American Pickers. Maybe they're calling it an International Pickers. Right. We've already corrected the name for them. So, And what are they going to do with the show? Just real quick. So they're going to, Balzac finds these treasures, and Pumpkinhead 
prices them. Um, and that's the premise of the show. And we've said that's not enough. We think with, what a better element would be add, and we're able, able to do this now, add into this factor the uh, team of Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson from the Victorian age through our cell phone. We can Skype with them through time and have them authenticate these treasures that have been found by Jack Pumpkinhead from The Wizard of Oz, of course, and Captain Balzac from Everything Old is New Again. Makes perfect sense to me. All right. So we and just... the, well, and the way that we're able to con- you know, contact Sherlock Holmes and Watson is because we were able to send your iPhone, Doug, back yes. in time. So Sherlock Holmes has that. We have another phone here, and that's how we're able to Skype with them. Uh, have- I like what you say. Sherlock Holmes has that. This is Dr. Watson, and I'm the gentleman that is controlling this cell phone. This guy, if you heard last section, this guy, uh, Sherlock Holmes, is a genius, but he cannot figure out this technology. He's just not good with it. Well, it seemed like he was pretty much blown away by it. Like can we, can we get to the, can we please get to the process here and understand what's going on? Uh, Pumpkinhead, yes, yes, we will. So let's go right now. What is the first item, first artifact you have, Captain Balzac, that you would like to introduce? Yes, yeah, I'm interested. Captain Balzac, this just looks like a piece of paper, and what do you got there? Like a photograph? Tell us what what this is. Yeah, it's a, actually it's an actual photograph of a real UFO. Oh, that's interesting. Nice. Yeah. Let me take a look at that. Let me. Th- hmm. All right, it, it is a saucer in nature and in shape. It's a, it's got a, uh, looks like it's a, uh, a bl- what kind of a background is that? And it, all right, it's like a, a light blue sky, and that's where. It, what are you talking about? What are you light blue sky? Did you see the clouds there? Or was that the case with this clouds there? It's a UFO flying there among the blue sky and the clouds. Is right. Yeah. All, right, all right, Holmes and Watson. I'm holding this up to the Skype here, so to the phone, so you can see this. Uh, this picture here. By, by the way, the clarity of Holmes and, and Watson's voice over this iPhone might sound a bit unreal because it's so good. It's like they're here in the studio with us, but it's just the, the technology that we have here is really uh, cutting edge. So so uh, I guess, M- Sherlock, I guess, Mr. Holmes, why don't you kick it off and what you see with this photo that you're seeing through Skype over the phone? Sherlock Holmes himself. Go ahead. Well, David, it looks like it's actually a flying saucer. I mean, it's a, it's an unidentified flying object. There are things here in the Victorian age um, or images of UFOs that are quite popular now, believe it or not. Um, and this is the type of object or the, the shape is very much in conjunction with how we here in Victorian England see UFOs. So right off the bat, I would say it fits the image of what we believe one looks like. So my first inclination is that this could very well uh, be legitimate. <laughs> Dr. Watson here, just to bring a little bit of reality into the situation. You're talking as if UFOs are a legitimate situation. We've never found the UFO to be legitimate. I don't know where you're coming off. This uh, Sherlock Holmes, a great criminal mind, is not one that an expert in the extraterrestrial. I just want to lay the groundwork there. No, you're quite right, Watson, but I believe in this case, seeing the photographic evidence, it, to me, seems to be weighing more on the yes, it is real side of the equation. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I'm taking a look at this. It looks like there's some kind of a an United States Air Force uh, uh, stamp on this. Yes, uh, it does appear to say that. United States Air Force, okay. correct. Now, what is an Air Force? This is the first thing I you overlooked 
uh, uh, factor, uh, Holmes. What, what's that Air Force, exactly? I believe if I were to deduce, it has something to do with the United States military. I believe it's an, a branch of the United States military and has something to do with flying objects in themselves. All right, so the military understands the military. The military, military yes, quite. So the military organization. And Correct. most of all military organizations uh, timestamp anything that they, uh, they're doing with it. Right, and there is, a, there is a timestamp there as well. I see. Listen, timestamp, it says right now, it says two... 5 p.m. If I could read that, is that, two, that is correct. Pumpkin is that, is that correct? Two oh five. Two oh five p.m. Right there. My my head time. My my head time. Take a look. Holmes, take a look. My my head time. Two oh five. Time symbol. United States Air Force. It must be a legitimate photograph of a legitimate UFO. Yes or no? Well, it seems to add some authenticity to it. Yes, with the United States Air Force uh, timestamp on it. So I would, I would say yes. It seems to add to its legitimacy. Holmes, I, I, yes. I understand your thought process, and certainly you're a genius in the deduction. I understand this, but I, I just have to point out to you that it's a military, military organization. This U.S. I've Force. got it, Holmes. Yes, Watson. I've, I've very figured confused. it out. Take another breath. I have. I'm so confused. I was confused for a moment there, but I figured it out. Oh, you've deducted. Yes, military time does not go by a.m. p.m. If it actually was in the afternoon, it would say 1,400 hours, not 2 p.m. Therefore, this is a forgery. A forgery. Wow, Doug, what is that's, uh I'll tell you, Sherlock Holmes, you came up with a solution here that is beyond. It is, I'll tell you something here. I was the one that brought up that this is a military procedure, that the U.S. Air Force is a military organization. Well, yes, and well, I also you... want to know that I was the one that told that the military time and the time stamps. How, how in the world does this Sherlock Holmes get the credit for every single solitary solution, every problem? I'll tell you what, I understand the frustration. Listen, i got to tell you, so Dr. Mr. Watson, Dr. Watson, you are a man of letters. That's what I call it. A man of letters. And I give a lot of respect for where you're coming from. A man of what? Of letters. Of letters? He's a man of letters. A man of letters. A man, I'm a, a, man I'm a talking pumpkin head. Will you please give me a man of letters. And i got to give this guy credit. He, he solved the mystery. I don't know if the Sherlock Holmes has anything to do with it. Well, uh, first of all, let me just say that it was Sherlock Holmes who actually solved, from what I can tell, the uh, the equation and and said that it was uh, not real and my question would be to Captain Balzac, what's the deal there? I mean, I, you said this was real and that. Ah, wait a minute here, hold on a minute. You know, not all military time is in the fourteen hundred, the fifteen hundreds. I know some generals and admirals that say using AMPM is a lot, a lot better. <laughs> I gotta tell you why I'm pumpkin head on this. I, I gotta tell you the truth. In length of arms, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Military time, fourteen oh five. What that mean? Military. What that means? You, you go to twelve o'clock, you see, and then instead of going to one o'clock, you go to thirteen o'clock until you get to twenty-four hours. And so this way, you know, you don't do this a.m. p.m. business. Right. And certainly right. on this photograph, we can see that the timestamp is two o five. Therefore, the U.S. military would not stamp it at two o five. They would have stamped in a 1405. So again, Pumpkinhead, uh, Balls, i got to tell you, it's not legit. It's not it's, worth a dime, this thing. It's a UFO. It's a UFO. Uh, I, 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 the partnership was great until this moment, but I, I'm not so sure about this. Hey, look, look, you know, it is, uh, 
you you could argue this till till the sun goes down. Let's try another one. <laughs> Listen, I gotta tell you, Pumpkinhead, I don't have a little word of advice for you here. When you talk about uh, situations where you you've got a partnership, it really needs to be something where the individuals take credit for take credit for, and they also be individuals that say, you know what, I'm wrong. You know, if you're partnered with a man pump- that never says he's wrong, and he, by the way, doesn't even go up and get a brandy for himself, it is a problem. Uh, I believe Pumpkinhead, Watson is right. You need someone who's going to share the credit, and I believe. I believe that your partner there, the pirate, is is really, you know, not being a stand-up individual. Now, I give Watson credit where credit is due whenever I can, so I believe our partnership is much stronger and more legitimate. Yeah, you give me credit when I make dinner. That's about the only credit I get. I make a nice steak, I tell you, and this man gives me credit for the steak. But I've never gotten credit in these, any of these uh, journals. I've not gotten credit in any of these uh, Arthur Conan Doyle uh, representations of what goes on in our crime-fighting uh, situation. This is just unfair. Well, Watson, I I think the real issue here is that this this photograph is a complete forgery. We I, can agree on that. I've got to agree on that because that was my deduction. And I tell you... Uh, right, well, let's kick it back over there to the 21st century and see what's up. Yes, I, I think, honestly, I think we've got to move on. This was a, a, a kind of a stumble, I would say. Yeah, definitely. For the sh- but not... See... It's not a stumble for the show because I have a, the, a, a man of the stature of Sherlock Holmes solving these problems. It is amazing, right? Through time. How did he just do that? He saw it right away and was able to, like in an instant, figure it out. He's very lucky to have this Watson holding up the phone to the picture yeah. and, and looking at it and, and holding that device. Watson was invaluable by doing by holding well, that phone. Well, he's a phone. great technician. I got, I'm not a technician. I'm a technician. I got, I'm a little bit annoyed with this whole situation. Uh, some other mysteries we can solve, and, and maybe the general public of listen to everything over and over again would, would write in and say, who, who solved that problem? Was that this great Sherlock Holmes? Was it the pumpkin head? Was it uh, uh, Dr. Watson? Watson, I would be nowhere without you, my good man, and I'm always appreciative of the assistance that you give me and the technical assistance, holding phones, getting me brandy, things like that. Invaluable. Invaluable man. I'm going to tell you why. It sounds like those two are getting, getting along so very well. I, I don't know if it's like sort of a situation where they're like, Abba do they really not get along uh, and in the writings of these books, do they overlook this kind of a thing? Or do they get along and just have a bad day? What do you I think? think the focus should come back on us because... Just because this Sherlock Holmes guy says something about military time, some mumbo jumbo, I still say it's a real UFO. I got to tell you, Balzac, you got some problems because you're <laughs> you're all for one. Let's put it that way. I will Yarr. give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's come on back and we'll solve a couple more mysteries on everything old is new again. Look at that, the high seas, Captain Balzac. It's a UFO. Is he really a captain even? Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. An ancestor of mine maintained that if you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Ah, there we go. The omnipresent uh, Star Trek reference on Everything Old is New Again. I wish I had a Star Trek autograph for you, Dougie. Ah, I haven't been able to find one, but I'll keep looking. All right, keep out of my uh, office because I've got every uh, star of every incarnation except for Discovery. I'm working on that one now. 
autographs of all of them on uh, the, on the walls. Yeah. You'd have to show that to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad that I've got that locked <clears throat> at present. But you've uh, we're now just to reintroduce. We're now with Captain Balzac and the team of Balzac and, and Jack Pumpkinhead from The Wizard of Oz, and they've done some treasure hunting, and they're looking now to pitch a show much like the American Picker Show on History right. Channel, where they show these items, but now they're going to have them thanks to David Cohen and myself, authenticated by none other than Sherlock Holmes himself. Yes. Uh, Dr. Watson also. Right, uh, Dr. Watson too, yes. Stand that, doctor. Please please don't interrupt uh, the show here. With all due respect, uh, we want to hear from you know Sherlock Holmes, of course, but Dr. Well, okay, let's, let's not go down that road. The idea is this, that we now have a couple of others, and one of them is Balzac, is an autograph, right? You've, you found an autograph. Ah, yes, Dougie, I got one for you. Right here. Check it out. Look at this. I don't like this man pitching anything at this point. That voice wasn't, wasn't really do do a good business. This is my job to. Oh yeah, you got you got perfect diction over there. You should be the one speaking. Sure, go ahead. All right, so what we got here is we got. It's a, remember the Gladiator games? We got Gladiator. Remember the movie Gladiator? Nobody remembers the Gladiator. Russell Crowe Gladiator. They had posters outside of the uh, the, the Coliseum, and uh, they would posters would say, you know, Gladiator games today, Gladiator games tomorrow, Gladiator games this week. Uh, first pitch, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, something of that nature, right? So. What we've got here is like Balzac. You did a nice job. You found. Be gentle with that. Be gentle with gentle. What we found here is a old poster that indicates the the not the NASA Coliseum, the Coliseum itself has the Gladiator Games, and the Gladiator Games are, it looks like it looks like it's 42 B.C. It says April 1st, 42 B.C. Well, look who signed it, man. That's the important part. Not a, exactly. We've got a signature here of none other than Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. Yeah. Dougie, Julius. come on now. Look at that. That's look amazing. at Hold it up to the Skype Listen, I, I'm a guy. I really do like the autographs. It's a nice little item. Uh, Let's Sherlock Holmes see. He'll, he'll hold it up. Uh, Dr. Watson, could you please hold Oh, God. Dr. Watson, you always got to be holding up everything. Hey, don't worry about a pumpkin. I understand. I, this is my function. This is what happened to me. Watson, hold that up so I can take a closer look at that, will you? Uh, there, okay. okay. Now, now, Watson, it, it looks like an authentic poster about the Gladiator Games, and I do see it signed very clearly by the name Julius Caesar, and I see that the date is at about the time that Caesar was in power and the games were in play, and it looks like... The date of 44 B.C. Well, we do know that, uh, that I'll tell you what, the Julius Caesar was a gentleman that was alive until the year 44 B.C. You understand Right, that? yes. So uh. it was about the time of his death, which still falls in the realm of possibility. Uh, Holmes, I'm uh, in agreement with you that there's a piece of paper there, and I see that there's a date of uh, 42 B.C. But right. my question to you is this. Uh, We've got an East BC and an after BC. We've got an AD situation. Well, do you understand what the difference between BC and AD is? Do you see what's happening? Well, here? yes, I believe it had to do with you know around the time when Jesus Christ was born, and I have solved the mystery. I have solved the mystery, oh. and I can tell you without fear, without doubt, that this, in fact, is a forgery. <sighs> Now, aren't you going to ask me, the great Sherlock Holmes, how I know it's a forgery? It's a forgery because I led you, led you like a it's horse. It's a forgery. I led you a horse to water here in this situation. Yes, you've done a great job, Watson. These slippers feel really how comfortable. How So, the reason it's a forgery is because there's no way Julius Caesar knew at the time 
to write 44 BC because the event of the Christ coming has not happened yet. Listen. Therefore, it is a forgery. Genius. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock. To the I again. love it. We've got Sherlock Holmes on the game. Woo. Two for two. This guy. That was impressive. <laughs> it was impressive. It's like leading a horse to water. I showed him everything he needed to know. Please explain to me why I don't get any credit for any kind of. Oh, Watson, you get all the credit in the world. You are without you. I could not solve these mysteries. You are the one who is my faithful companion, who gets me my liquor, who puts warm, comfy slippers on my feet. You are invaluable. Watson, do me a favor. That you're on Skype here, and that phone is not being held uh, steady. It's, I, it's, I'm starting to get a little seasick. I think he's here. a little upset. It's, yeah. You can see that the phone is. You understand? There's a camera in that phone, and you're shaking it at this point. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, we've got another we've got another forgery. Here. Another forgery. So Balzac, I'm here over two. You got anything else? What do you got for us? Come on. Give us something that's legit here. First of all, Julius Caesar was a smart guy, and he knew a lot about what stuff that was coming up. So the fact that he wrote BC in it is perfectly legitimate I'm to a me. Smart guy. Don't believe him there, Pumpkinhead. I'm two for two. All right, I got another thing here for you, Dougie. I got a real problem here. Check this out. Look at this thing. This is a legitimate, legitimate. Which one are we doing here? Which I've got two of them. It Which looks one like it, it looks like some kind of a diary. Is that a diary? Yes. Okay. Oh, take the diary. <clears throat> now. Oh man, this uh, some partner I got. Here, he came before me and I will take care of it from here. I mean, give me a break. We, tell we, him about the even, diary. You don't even know what you got in your hands. Holy smokes. He finds these great things. I gotta tell you, he finds some great things. But he doesn't know how to present them to the general public. He really doesn't know how to bring them. This is what you got. It's joy. George Washington, George Washington, the father of our country, George Washington, the father of your country, I should say, I'm from Oz, the father of your country, his mom had a diary. Did you know that? And within this diary, if you take a look at the page, there's a lot of writings. He talks about this, this George Washington, like, at infinitum. Could you please, Balzac, do me a favor, hold this up for Watson to hold up so that Sherlock Holmes would see this diary. An actual diary from the mother of George Washington. Look at this, Watson, and tell me what you think. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm holding up. Uh, Holmes, you want to come, uh, come yeah, on in? Holmes. Put it up a little higher there. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, so yes, this this does seem to purport to be a diary of, <laughs> yes, George Washington's mother. Look at that. Now, it says something here. There, there's, a, there's a script. She signed something or indicated something on page three here, and it says the following. Someday... My son will be president. Hmm. Interesting. President. Someday his son will be president. Now let's kind of say, George Washington was born in 1732. That's a right. common knowledge. Everybody else say, George Washington was born 1732. Now he and eventually, he was born in England, right? Right here in... <clears throat> in jolly old England, and he, he, he moved to America. The hero of the Indian Wars, if you remember. Right, where he then became president of the... I have solved the mystery! He became president of the United States. What year did he become president of the United States? I have solved the mystery! He president of the United States in 1789. This is a forgery because... He was the first president of the United States. Exactly. There's no way his mother would have predicted that he would be the president of the United it's States pretty much of, like of any country, I, really. I, I, just said, you know, I, I just said, I'm frustration, uh, Watson. I really do. Uh, listen, guys, I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is that Sherlock Holmes 
Stomped it again. Yes, he this did it guy again. He did it again. He's unreal. It doesn't take him that long either. He doesn't. You know? He gets right to it. He gets right to the point. And uh, hey, Watson, do me a favor. You hold that phone is shaking like a like a tree, like a leaf in a storm. Will you please? Maybe you can put the phone down. I gotta tell you the truth. This is this is indomitable. All right, look at this discussion. Is I just want to tell you here. This is a legitimate diary. I'm telling you, it's his mother. I'll tell you what, listen, uh, I, I, I she didn't care whether he's going to be president of any country. She just knew that he'd be president somewhere. President of what? Sometime. President of president what? The Girl Scouts? What are you talking about? This is unbelievable. This is cannot be. You cannot continue on this fantastical evaluation. Pumpkinhead, don't listen to these guys. I'm right. I'm very frustrated. I got very... And by the way, what was this spoke, this, this Spock, this Spock quote that began the whole thing with this business of talking about his ancestors? What was that? That was Mr. Spock from Star Trek, and but I don't, I don't think that's the point here. I th- is it? I don't know. I'm not sure where you go with that. I'm the president. I'm the president representation that Spock was a descendant of this this Sherlock Holmes. I wonder if Spock really was as, as wonderful a gentleman as this Holmes. Is. This Holmes looks like he's a he's a he's indomitable. I've heard this before. Uh, trust me, he's an indomitable individual. He <laughs> want to spend some difficult times, some difficult days. He spent it at a, a bar having a libation with this guy, and he doesn't even prick up his head. He's like, no, there's nothing going on here. And, by the way, this still, if you're this still looking for us to, to pay this tab at this bar. I can't I, is Doug still mind. around? I just want to make sure. I want to check in with Doug and see if he's still well, around. I want to tell you that the Star Trek quote was from Nicholas Mayer, and that was from Star Trek Six, if you remember that, The Undiscovered Country. And yes. that's Nicholas Mayer also wrote The 7% Solution, a Sherlock Holmes mystery himself. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so where you are you? wanted we? to so, know if I was here. I'm, I'm, that's, uh, no, that's no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up for us. So, so the bottom line is we have three artifacts, and, and Sherlock Holmes has determined, Captain Balzac, that all th- and Pumpkinhead, that all three of the artifacts that you brought into us today are four. I'll tell you what, before I came in here today, I have a good name. I have a good name in, in the land of art. I was a good farmer. I'm a good grower. I got the pumpkin head. I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. I'm a walking miracle. And now I'm being dragged through the garden, if you will. I'm being dragged through the garden by this gentleman, this Balzac, who cannot get it straight. I am very upset. I will be right back after this. I got one more. I hope it. I hope it's successful. I hope we can really prove our show is worth. I need some fame. I got. I got to get out of this office. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Welcome back to Everything Old is New Again. That's a theme uh, to elementary, yet another tip of the cap to the great Sherlock Holmes, who was solving mystery after mystery here, uh, authenticating lost treasures that Captain Balzac has found and have been presented to us by none other than Jap Pumpkinhead in an attempt to relieve himself of the obligation of being in the land of Oz. He wants to have some fame and fortune. I don't blame him. This is his chance that picking uh, or showing a new show to us, presenting it, and 
and it's like a international pickers. Right, him and uh, and Captain Balzac, and so far. And thank you, uh, really, Sherlock Holmes. Thank you so much for all your help so far. It's uh, hey, Watson. That camera's getting real shaky. <laughs> ego that's going on. on this. You're quoting this this Captain Spock. You're playing the elementary theme. You're talking about this Sherlock Holmes like he's a world famous gene. Well, of course he's a gene, Dave. I mean, isn't what are you talking about? Well, it is Sherlock Holmes after all. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the one that's been solving all those mysteries, and now he's here today I helping mean, us solve face these. It, but was it for Sherlock Holmes, we wouldn't know who Doctor Watson is. Oh, that's <laughs> true. I'm a man of letters. That's that's true. All right, Dr. Watson, let's uh, let, let, let's move on, and we have one more artifact from the uh, from the great team, the great, and I use that quote. It's a great loosely. team. It's over four, over three. This guy. Hopefully not over four. Come on, right. We're going to something legitimate. All right, here's the last artifact. This is a big one. Look at this. All right, I'm going to have to demand that he's got no timing whatsoever. He doesn't know what to Hey, Alice in Wonderland. Have you heard of Lewis Carroll? Uh, of course they've heard of Alice in Wonderland. Tell them what it is, man. We have the original manuscript of Alice in Wonderland. By signed, Lewis Carroll. Delivered, delivered by Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. Can you believe that? Hey, let's take a look at what we've got here. She has another situation. I'm not so sure. Well, uh, w- Watson, hold that hold that little bit closer to the phone. Uh, this is indomitable. Okay, so this is purported to be an original manuscript by Lewis Carroll, who's a countryman of ours, uh, on the book Alice in Wonderland. Oh, so you take a look, please? Take a look at the autograph, the signature, I should say. Yes, I uh, see the of signature. Of course, Lewis Carroll would know how to spell his own of name. Of course he would, And if you yes. take a look at the situation, you see that Lewis Carroll spells his name with two uh, two R's and two L's. That's Am I correct? correct. Yes, now, what is, is the signature on this document? What is it? Take a it look. It says... Could you please C- take a look closer? C-A... I have solved the mystery! Lewis Carroll's name is spelled incorrectly... It is C-R-A-O-L on the manuscript, when in fact his name was spelled with two R's and two L's. Therefore, this is a complete and utter forgery. You solved the mystery. Hey, good job, guys. Sherlock Holmes, man. He's zeroed right in on that. We know why the Sherlock Holmes gets so many accolades and and praise and uh, Pulitzer Prizes if there was such a thing. Such sharp focus, right? He's zeroed right in on that. It's amazing. Hey, let me just say, Lewis Carroll, I knew him because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older than all of you put together. I got to deal with this fool. It's too fool. Lewis Carroll, I know that when it came to his friends, his real name was C-A-R-O-L, but his pen name was the two R's and the two L's. So this is just a manuscript, and he's spelling it like he's spelling it to his fool. I got to travel through time and space to be with not one fool, but two fools at this point in time. I've got to deal with another gentleman in the year 2017. It's giving me as much heart- heartache and heart attack as this Sherlock Holmes. I've got to tell you what. I understand. Dr. Watson, I, can, I understand completely where you're from. This guy just bowls like that. i got to deal with it. He's an absolute nut. He, wait, wait, oh, four for four. He doesn't even, he, if you're under a four, he, we have some I'm four internet. for four. These guys said, don't listen to them. You're out. Four for four. The Sherlock Holmes. Don't listen to these guys. The Sherlock Holmes, right. he's taking all the credit. These it's are unbelievable. legitimate 
They're all legitimate, I'm telling you. Uh, Pumpkin Head, I'll give you a little piece of advice. Get as far away from this gentleman as you can before they start writing uh, uh, literature about you, too. And then all of a sudden you'll be put into light as you're not the man solving the mysteries. You're not the man solving the problems. It's the man with the ego and the accent. He's the man. It's all about public relations. And give accolades to my dear partner, Watson, without whom... There's no way I could have solved any of these mysteries. I am forever indebted to Mr. Watson. It's yet another gentleman you're indebted to. You're indebted with putting it at the bar. You haven't paid one tab at the bar yet. I don't understand. Wait, what is that? Oh, well, something what just is? fell on the floor. Oh, oh let me what take is a, that. Yeah, what is that? Hold Can on a second. Can you pick that up, please? What is that? Watson, oh. Watson, this is all you. Now, go ahead, read what that represents. I can't read it. I'm not in the year 2017. I don't have the piece of paper in front of me. Wait, guys, stop fighting. Everybody's fighting. Holy smoke. It's like uh, my house at home on a Sunday afternoon. Here's the idea. I just found, or it just fell well, we out of it, this. We see it through the, through the phone, yes. This fictional, this fictional... Alice in Wonderland man- manuscript, but I-, I found a piece of paper. David, you're better than I. You're a financial guy. What is this? It looks like, believe it or not, this is an Apple stock certificate, but it's for- How many a shares? A hundred, hundred shares. It must have been around the time Apple was just created, so maybe someone just stuck it in there as a placeholder because oh, it doesn't really have a lot of value. That's quite interesting. Wow. So today, Apple stock is, at, I want to say, at about 170 per share. 100 shares, that's $17,000. Oh, guys, 17 grand. Now, here's and the thing. from what I can see through the phone, it looks like it is legitimate- Certificate of stock. I want to know how much was $17,000 worth in pounds, and how much would be worth in pounds in the Victorian age. We've got some barristers after us at this point in time for the bar bill, if you remember. Now, that, Watson, that's the first great thing you've said all day. I think. The first thing Yes, it is. I think that if that stock is worth $17,000 in your U.S. dollars in year 2017, that. Holmes and I, I'm sorry, Watson and I should get, the name should get a share of scotch. that. Have another Go ahead, have another brandy. Yes, I will, Watson, in one moment. But in the meantime, Would you Watson, like me to buy it for you? I'm try- yes, please. And I'm trying to determine how much should be translated into Great British Pounds so that you and I- Don't even bother. Don't even bother. You're not getting a dime. You're not getting one thin dime. You're a fraud. You're, you're a PR man. All you want to do is promote your own image and have your drinks at the bar. I'm not interested uh, in doing it. Pumpkinhead, hold on a minute. Hold on. I was just legitimized. Not a fraud. I found something that's worth it. Will you wake up, man? You'll find it by mistake. You're talking out of the side of your mouth. I was holding the manuscript. It's it actually fell out worth I was something. It. It's worth something. This show is going to go on because oh. I found something. Actually, wake up. Actually, I, I have to agree with you on that. We, what, hey, how about we split the 17,000 we go on our own way? Yeah, we'll split it. Ten for me, seven for you, because I'm doing a lot of the work. Oh, this is not. This is indomitable. But more importantly, indomitable? more importantly, do we have a show? Dougie, no, tell God, me. Listen, guys, all I can tell you, what I would suggest you do, this is just my thought, take the 17, invest it in the show, go back to the drawing board, get yourself some legitimate treasures, Balzac, legit. Okay. No, that's no problem. Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe what you might want to do is tune into this History Channel, take a look at the American Pickers, see what they do. Do it on land. Forget going on the high seas. And listen, do me a favor. Come back with legitimate 
legitimate treasures and we'll have a show. We would have, uh, you know, uh, Sherlock Holmes, of course, authenticated. I mean, the great Sherlock Holmes would authenticate this. (laughs) Holmes here, I I would like to recommend again that that Watson and I here share in some of that money because, you know, as, as Watson made clear before, we do have run up quite a bit of debt. And it would be helpful for us to uh, <clears throat> repay some yeah, of that. We, we chewed and screwed last time out of the bar, if you remember what we did there. And we, we've had, we've signed a contract, and we do have this Sir Arthur Conan Doyle drawing up all well, his... Well, all I say is, look, if we probably have a, a show here, uh, Pumpkinhead, if it's okay with you... Being my partner and all, I don't mind sparing them some loose change. It's a fiction. It's an absolute fiction. How are you going to get money? You're going to travel money back in time. You're going to send a dollar bill. You sell a dollar bill that was minted in the year 2017. You're going to put it back in time, even if you're able to do it. That bill that was minted in 2017 will not have been minted yet in the time of the Sherlock Holmes. I see. So basically, what your gentlemen, you gentlemen are telling us is you've developed technology so that we may speak through a time warp over this phone, but you cannot transfer money over time? That's correct. The money, we transfer the money, it will not exist. You understand what I'm saying to you? We will transfer the money to you and it will disappear. And or further, if you gave even if it did exist and we gave it to your bartender, the man would not accept it because you're in London, it would be a dollar bill from the United States of America and they would they wouldn't understand what is going on. Do you understand? They wouldn't they wouldn't accept the dollar bill. It wouldn't be something from the eighteen or nineteen hundreds. It will be something from the two years two thousand and seventeen. It wouldn't make any sense. Guys, I this is like a time travel issue. I think what right. this will spring off from here might be a great show for everything old is new again is to invade in envision some sort of time travel show with or without you gentlemen for and i suggest maybe dave without these guys uh might be a good <laughs> idea to just talk about time travel and that's a, like a series of shows that's we could true do. yeah yeah and in fact we may have even done that at this point we don't know <laughs> <laughs> but all right so we're saying goodbye to captain balzac and to we uh, saying goodbye. Are you saying you saying goodbye? In other words, is this, are we invited back when we get the No, prison? yes. Come, yes. I, I think that Doug and I agree that take the 17,000, develop your show a little bit more, come back again, and we'll, we'll certainly consider it. You're going to get all participation in this situation. We need to have some kind of monetary compensation. There needs to be something. You can send us back this phone. Why don't you send us back a diamond? Yes, I, send I us back a diamond. I agree with Watson. If you are able to, to, to develop this type of technology, I would assume that you can also... You know, take care of the the foreign exchange. This is a great home who suggested sending back a dollar bill. Oh, send back a diamond. This looks like a diamond. All right, well, we'll do our best, everybody. Let's see what happens here. All I can tell you is it's been a, a, quite an adventure. I feel like I should go over the rainbow at this point in time. Dave, what about you? Yeah, I'll join you. Sure. <laughs> Let's switch spots. Maybe we can't we can't transport some of that scotch or gin, whatever they're drinking <laughs> over back there. Back into this, everything else we get. Ooh, sun.